Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast. I do want to just give you two quick heads ups before we start the podcast this week. Uh, firstly, as a podcast, we've been able to partner with Good Cup, which is a South African female-owned coffee brand with the mission to provide good coffee while driving community engagement and service. Good Cup also provides coffee truck event services throughout Johannesburg for special occasions. So if you are having an event, a wedding, or a conference that you require coffee for, please feel free to email them at goodcupbrand at gmail.com. And then if you love coffee, like me, which I do, um, there is good news for you as well. You can receive a discount on any of the single origin coffee by using my discount code FAITH at the checkout. So if you go to their website, which is in the show notes, goodcupbrand.co.za, and you check, you click FAITH uh, on checkout, you can receive a discount. And then lastly, um, I recorded this episode in a new recording location for myself, and unfortunately the audio didn't come out too great, um, so please be gracious with that, but um, you can hear the story, you can hear all that's going on, it's really just my audio, uh, but I really hope that you will be able to enjoy this week's episode and that it will help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the podcast uh, here today. And just so grateful that you've taken out time in your day to um, to listen, to to pause. Whether you're pausing to stop your day, or you are pausing on a run, or you're pausing in this in the form of washing dishes, or whatever it is that you might be doing uh, to listen to the podcast, I really do appreciate your ears. And I'm really hopeful that today's conversation will be helpful to helping you thrive in life as well as in your faith. Uh, I am. I have the privilege uh, of having a coda on the on the podcast. I'm going to actually ask him to pronounce his surname for us because I, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and this is one of those special interviews where I get to interview someone that I actually haven't met prior to the interview. So as I get to know him, you will get to know him as well. Uh, but we get to chat and, and hear his story and, and, and yeah, just learn from him how he's thriving in life as well as in his faith. Uh, so Coda, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. So I'm Coda Gersoy. Um, I'm going into my senior year of high school, um, which makes me 17, uh, where I'm at. So, um, yeah, I love music. I love, um, academics. I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I love God. So it's a little bit about me. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and we won't, we won't ask you if it's in that order or not. I know people <laughs> like to do that to people. Uh, but dude, thanks. Uh, okay. So Gersoy is how you say your yes. last name. Uh, so, dude, 17, man, you are, I mean, so that's so cool that you're, you're young and yet, you know, part of, part of what we need to know about you is that you love God. And so, obviously, that's the, that's the purpose of today's conversation, by and large, uh, but it's to get to know you and to get to know your story. Um, so, if you can help us kind of rewind the clock and give us a bit of a, of a picture into, like, you know, how did you grow up? Where did, where did you grow up? Who's in your family? Do you have siblings, older, younger siblings? Uh, and what do you remember, kind of, of the early years of your life before you became a teenager? Absolutely. So um, I grew up not in New Jersey where I live now, but in Long Island, um, which is not too far away. Um, I've got two awesome parents and I have two siblings, both younger than me, a brother and a sister. And um, from when I was as as early as I can remember, um, we've been going to church and uh, my parents have been disciples for significantly longer than I've been alive. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, so, so a lot of my, um, early childhood memories 
are just um, learning a lot. I loved to read as much as I could. Um, I loved talking about anything and everything. Um, and I remember a lot of little family um, devotionals where I would learn little, you know, Bible stories and stuff like that. Um, sure. And so, yeah, so that was when I was very young. Um, then I started, uh, when I started school, I started going to a private school that's out on Long Island. Um, mm -hmm. But I was only there for a couple of years, um, starting in, in third grade, so after three years of school here. Um, I began to be homeschooled. And okay. yeah, that was from third grade through eighth grade, which was um, mostly a product of, of the voice acting that I was doing at that time, which, which ended up being a major part of that, that time in my life. Um, then one of, one of the biggest things in my spiritual development and growth um, before I was a teen was um, all, of, all of the youth camps, the preteen camps that we have here. Mm -hmm. um, and later the teen camps continued, of course, but um, sure. that was what made me realize how much more there was to learn about God than just the Bible stories that I had known for my whole life. Um, sure. And so, so yeah, then moving in, into my eighth grade year, that was when I started studying the Bible, and I got baptized right before I became a freshman in high school. So that's like the abridged history um, sure. but that's basically the, the outline of, of what happened in my life. So, <laughs> oh, nice, dude. No, very cool. Okay. So, so something that you said there that stuck out to me, you said you started voice acting in the third grade. Yes. Yes, I did. All right. Now, firstly, for, for a layman like me, what is voice acting is where you speak, but then it's a character that sounds, seems like it's their voice. Exactly. Right? That, if I understand voice. So it's, it's almost okay. always animation. Okay. And so how on earth did you get into voice acting in the third grade? Like, did mom and dad, were they like, yo, this kid need to make his own money, man. <laughs> we're going to put his voice out there. Like, how did, do you know how that happened by any chance? I do, I do. So um, I mentioned I went to a school for kindergarten through second grade. Um, one of my close friends at that school, um, she had been doing voice acting since she had been, uh, like, very young. Um, and I, I don't know how she had gotten into it, but... Um, her mom had mentioned to my mom, she was like, hey, I think your son would be great at this voice acting thing. I think he has an awesome voice and he's good at reading and stuff. Um, do you want to meet with an agent and see what happens? And so we really expected nothing of it, but we, um, we met with the agent. That was um, the August before my second grade year. So I was, I think, six at that or seven at that time. I was seven at that time. Um, and so, so yeah, we met, we signed with the agent, um, and then uh, a couple months had gone by and I started getting some roles and stuff. And so that became a big part of my life. And then, um, yeah, I was homeschooled because of it because I was in the city a lot. Wow, dude, that is fascinating. Because, I mean, again, like you're saying, you're seven years old. I'm like, man, I, so we don't have kids. My wife and I don't have kids, but, you know, maybe one day we will. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, maybe that's the, that's the side hustle, right? Because, you know, they say kids wow. are super expensive. And, and definitely for us, we're like, yo, we're going to crunch the numbers if we're even going to try. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I feel like, yo, what a, what a cool thing to be able to do. So do you have fond memories of that? Like, do you remember voice acting stuff that you enjoyed? Was it fun? Oh, absolutely. It was, oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> I did it for... Um, quite a long time until I started high school and um, 
all the roles that I've done, I remember them all like um, individually and going into the studio and the people I got to work sure. with, and it's it's just some awesome memories. Dude, that is epic. Okay, so so much fun. Like I'm, I'm already like, okay, Cody, <laughs> uh, you know, get yours, bro. All right, so so okay, so voice acting then leads to homeschool, mm-hmm. right? That that's what you said. You kind of journeyed from there to homeschool, and what was that like? Because how long were you in homeschool for? Like. Did you enjoy it? Like, what was up with that? Yeah, homeschooling was was definitely interesting because um, I was in a, an interesting position where um, I I already had a lot of friends because I had gone to school for a couple of years and the school I went to wasn't that big, so I had a lot of close friends there, and also I had a lot of friends at church, so I still felt quite connected to everyone else, even being homeschooled by myself. Um, okay. And the biggest things about homeschooling for me were that they um, allowed me to do to do voice acting because it was a very flexible schedule, of course. Um, mm-hmm. They allowed me to do work at my own pace, which was also very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And and it also taught me to be quite independent and be able to learn on my own, which later, even over the last year and a half, helped me immensely um, because a lot of my friends. Uh, had had been had been struggling with um, having so much of the impetus and, and required motivation being put on themselves and not having that sure. external motivation of the teachers in the class schedule every day. Um, mm-hmm. But I had been very used to that from six years of homeschooling. So, yeah. so yeah, that was that was those were the nice. biggest things about homeschooling. But I definitely enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, again, like you're saying, it, it probably does work out well for if you're someone who's going to be involved in something as hectic, I'm sure, as, and as busy as, as voice acting. It does help when the school's kind of like, cool, just go at your own pace. There's no rush. You can figure it out as you go. Um, all right. So so you homeschooled and you, you did that for six years. So was that until your uh, sophomore year, junior year? Uh, that was so that was actually until my freshman year, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. So, and then ninth okay. grade here is, is start of high school. So my freshman year, oh, yeah. yeah. Got you. Sorry. I, yeah. I've always got to try to remember the, the different schooling systems. I know. It's very different. Um, and, and I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Every, everywhere, you know, lots of people listen from different parts of the world, even to the podcast. So I'm sure everyone is like, what, what year is that? What year is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so until your ninth grade year, but you said in your eighth grade year, that's when you kind of began to study the Bible. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, what what was kind of the the catalyst for that for that decision, or what kind of what kind of happened to make you say, man, I think I need to, to get to know this Bible thing better. I need to start studying the Bible for myself. So, between seventh grade and eighth grade was when I moved from Long Island to New Jersey. Um, so that was a major event um, because you know all my friends, everyone is in Long Island, um, but I did have some family here, so we moved out here, okay. um, and. Over the course of my eighth grade year, um, it was at the end of the year that I started studying, but I had gotten to know Ross Lippincott. He, uh, he now lives in Manhattan, but when he lived in New Jersey, his house was like five minutes from where I am right now. So he was very close. So um, we had you know, talked and hung out a lot and played a lot of music together. Um, obviously, Ross is the, the, big, the big music man. He plays all the instruments, and he's, he's just phenomenal. Sure. Um, and so, so we had a lot of fun doing that. And so I got closer to him, um, towards the end of my eighth grade year, it was in May, it was towards the end of May. Um, well, actually towards the beginning of May, my cousin who's in California, who I mentioned, um, right before the podcast started, I had visited, um, uh, just a couple weeks ago, but she, who's a couple months younger than me had gotten baptized, uh, that May. 
And so that was inspiring to me because for me, I was like, baptism seemed, and, and studying the Bible, and, and that seemed still far off to me um, sure. because being someone who had grown up in the church, it was always like a concept like, oh yeah, you study the Bible, you get baptized, you become a Christian, you and but it had never seemed like, oh yeah, this is the time. So I saw that and then I was like, wow, maybe, maybe I should do that too. And then it was just like two weeks after that, that um, we were getting ready and, and going to a rehearsal to do a, um, a, like a youth and teen led uh, service at our church. And, mm-hmm. and Ross Lippincott had asked me, uh, have you ever thought about studying the Bible? And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, I, I was just thinking about it because of, of my cousin. And so um, that was when we started studying. That was in May, towards the end of May. Um, and then we were studying, um, you know, about once a week. And then I was getting really into it. We picked it up. Um, and it was July, the end of July, July 26th of 2018 that I got baptized. So... Okay, so that is the July of this, the same year as in like two months later. Yes, yes. Dang, okay. And you were how old at the time? I was 13? 14 at the time. 14? Wow, dude, that is so young. Mm-hmm. Now, and I don't, I don't even say that in a, like a, I hope that doesn't come across judgmental or anything. Uh, I was baptized at 18 and I thought I was young, <laughs> uh, but I can only imagine like 14, look, I was a messed up child, so, you know, the Lord needed to work on yeah. my heart. But, <laughs> But 14 is so young, man. Like there's, you know, there's so much of life that you haven't yet lived uh, naturally. Uh, but there is enough, I, I think, as well. And I'm sure, you know, we can talk more about this. But there is enough for you to realize like, sure, okay, God is a real thing. I need to really, you know, seek and pursue him. And, and I need to understand some certain things. Um, but I'd love to like be on the scene of, of what were some of the things when you were at that age, you know, studying the Bible, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Because again, like you said, you also grew up in church. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you were learning a bunch of brand new stuff necessarily. Uh, But what were some of the things that were like eye-opening or stood out to you at the time? The biggest things for me were um, not so much like learning things, but feeling things. And and I guess you could say it was learning things in that way, but it wasn't necessarily intellectual. I know um, like... For, for a lot of people, and a good example for me is my dad, he came here from Turkey and then studied the Bible here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had known a lot of the you know scriptures and stuff that we had looked at, but through discussion and stuff, the biggest thing for me was when my eyes were open to my need for a savior and my, my sin. And I had always felt like that sort of what we call here like the kingdom kid mentality of, oh, my family's part of the church. So I'm like, I'm good, right? Like God and I are cool. Um, But recognizing just like the depth and gravity of my sin and my need for God, that was the the major turning point. It was like, I felt totally different. I felt like, wow, Mm. I am not in this place where I'm right with God. Um, And so it was definitely, it was definitely a big deal to be there. Um, because before that point, my relationship with God had sort of been on that, like, I know a lot about God, I hear a lot about God, but then at that point it was like, wow, I, I now understand that I need God and I need Jesus. So that was the major biggest turning point and, and the thing that changed in me throughout my time studying the Bible that I was like, wow, now I need to learn about how do I repent? What do I need to do? and how does this all work and so 
so that was the major thing for me yeah okay well and again you're more than welcome to push back and not answer some of these questions but but i'm wondering again you're 14 mm-hmm. like when you say when you say man my sin hit me i'm thinking of of guys who man i mean sometimes i feel like the guy who just i don't know if i get the gravity of my sin right so so for you and you when you sat and you thought and you don't have to share you know whatever you're not comfortable with sharing please don't share but but what what was kind of the thing where you realized man this is sin and and this thing is the issue in my life um the two biggest things and this is like it's not like i've beat it but um sure. but I, these are it was what i've, I've been working on um mm-hmm. was when i realized my my pride and my impurity and those were the biggest things for me that I was like, wow, like, I'm just, it's just, I, this image that I built up of myself of like, model child and, you know, child of disciples, um, was just like shattered. And I was like, that, it, it's not even like, you know, um, the, the sin I had done was an immense transgression against others or whatever, but it was just that, yeah. that sort of stripping away of, what I had seen, like what my, my pride, um, shell around me of like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a good person. And then when I realized that, like, and, and the way I, I, I see it now is that all sin is like, is equal. Sin is sin and the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I realized that and the fact that I was absolutely in sin, um, It didn't matter to me how great in magnitude or uncommon my sin was. Um, sure. Just seeing myself in that light was very, very challenging, and and I was just, I was like, wow, I gotta do something about this because I can't be like this. Sure. Yeah. No, dude. I, again, I mean, super profound. I think for for a young man to 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 realize that because, like you say, sin is sin. Uh, we can try and you know make this one feel worse or seem worse than the other, but at the end of the day, all of them you know leave us in a place where, like you said, you know the wages of sin is death. Uh, and so, for you at fourteen uh, to sit and realize that, man, you know this this thing that I've done or this way that I've built my own thinking when it comes to pride or what I'm doing is is sinful. I'm like, man, that uh, I feel like everybody needs to do that regularly, right? <laughs> like we we always need to be realizing, flip, I, I've got this issue, I've got this sin uh, that I need to deal with. Um, and so then, how did you go out? How did you go about dealing with that sin? So obviously, I I had um, I, I was studying with Ross, and um, there were a couple other guys, um, a guy J D Brown who is who has led the teens um, here, and now he's in Connecticut, and Sam Lee who's now leading the teens in the Queens, um, and and they had studied with me, and so um, I talked with them, and um. And then we, we started studying out repentance and baptism and what it means to follow God um, and what it means to, you know, have your sins forgiven and covered by the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, and then I was like, I got to do this. And, and, um, sure. and so that was, you know, there, there was a, this was a period of time before my freshman year of high school. And so a tiny bit of context is, um, I go to a, to a magnet school, so it's a, it's a publicly funded school, and it's a, it's a public school, but you have to apply to get in, and it's different coursework. So it's not like a private school, but um, you do apply and stuff. And one, one of the things about this school that I go to now is before the summer before freshman year, there's a two week um, a two week like summer school thing um, that 
teaches some things that are then necessary to go in uh, September. And so, so there's that. And the, it's, it's at the end of this two weeks, on the Thursday at the end of this two weeks, that I got baptized. And the weekend in between these two weeks was this major all Northeastern uh, conference. And so, okay. so there's a lot of things going on. But um, so it's, it's a very crazy time. But that Wednesday of that second week of that thing, um, I called Ross and I was like, I've, I'm like, I need to get baptized. I need to do it. Um, sure. And and then we, we I, at first I was thinking like, um, like should I, I like when should I schedule this time? Um, what should I what should I do about that? Then I thought about the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, and I was like, we're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> and so I talked to Ross, and then so I was like, we just got to we got to do it. So I was like, as as quick as possible that I can, you know, become right with God. I need to do that. <laughs> sure, dude, that is so cool and, and and super commendable, Koda. I think you know, for for a young, again a young man to one recognize his sin, and and I know all of this stuff is God, right? This is all the work of this Holy Spirit and, and God is actively at work pursuing us. Uh, but I think it's super encouraging to hear these sorts of stories that, that man, guys at 14 years of age, uh, and even when you said, yeah, that was 2018, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, 2018, I was a grown human. <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't married yet. I was, I was dating at the time, but it's like, man, like stuff is happening all the time. And yet for, you know, for each of us, and I, I always think of that verse in, in Second Peter, I think it is, where he says, you know, uh, keep, keep fighting the good fight because we know that our brothers and sisters around the world are going through the same struggles, right? And so to hear your journey and then you, to hear that you even said, man, I need to do this now. Like, as soon as possible, I called on Wednesday, on Thursday I get baptized, is, is, uh, is super encouraging, super commendable. Uh, and hopefully people... Uh, people hear that that people hear that man you don't have to wait for some profound aha moment you don't have to wait for something crazy to happen you can literally just faithfully and and you know with great vigor pursue what the scriptures are calling you to do um but so you've so then you've been dis, you've been baptized since you know july 2018 mm -hmm. uh, and so you've lived through probably a, a half of your your time as a follower of jesus has been spent in lockdown yeah. is that fair yeah it's it's yeah almost exactly <laughs> it is crazy it's, it's been you know three years um couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. and a year and a half of that was <laughs> in lockdown so it's pretty crazy sure that is crazy all right so but t t talk to me about lessons what have you kind of learned over the last three years the biggest thing that has been like a constant thing that i'm learning and learning is mm -hmm. um how much like more important not only for my relationship with god but my being able to show show god's love to others is that aspect of love and not the sort of intellectualization that I am prone to do because I love reading and I love academics and I love thinking. Okay. Um, and so it's always been challenging for me to connect on an emotional level to God and to show that on an emotional level to others. And mm -hmm. that's the, the biggest thing is showing the, the fruits of the spirit is like the way that you can actually show others God's love and, mm. and that the the knowledge is important asking the asking the questions and and um the answers to the questions are very important i mean even even studying the bible just learning about the reason that sin is so bad and the reason that sin separates us from god that's important but if i hadn't seen um god's love in people like ross um mm -hmm. 
would my heart have softened in a way that I was open to understanding my sin? Probably not. And so that's the, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I've been learning is um, just being a light for God's love is often even more impactful on others than having the right answers as to this is why God's real. This is why Jesus is the son of God. And this is, yeah. So, sure. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. So not, not having the right answers to have them is good, but not, not only that you got to have, you got to have love for the people that you kind of interact mm-hmm. with. Uh, I think that is, that is spot on. I do want to maybe say for people who are like, who's Ross? Ross is the person who introduced Coda and I, and I know Ross cause I did some work with teens before and we've served together alongside each other doing some things like that. So, um, just in case people are like, who's Ross? He keeps talking about Ross as if we know him. Um, but I, and I actually should have Ross on the podcast at some point. So maybe someone who's listening can hold me accountable to do that. Um, but, but okay, so you said, you know, showing the fruits of the spirit to people. Um, so how do you do that? How, like, again, you are, you are in a school mm-hmm. every day or, you know, online school, whatever it may be. You're, you're living with your family. Like, how do you actively say, man, I'm going to show people God's love. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to produce kind of these fruits of the spirits within me so that people can experience them through me. Yeah, that's a, so for me, it's like, I've been working on, um, obviously developing these, these fruits. And that's been one of my big things. And, um, the one I think I've grown the most in is probably patience. And so, um, just at every opportunity that I have to make, you know, decisions that would impact other people or, or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. thinking about those and thinking about how to, you know, handle whatever situations and relationships with people, um, in ways that are right with those terms, um, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis has been really important. So I was, um, sure. I was just at, at, at a program at Pepperdine University, which is um, a Church of Christ-run school. It's, it's in California. Um, that's why I'd gone out there. And um, one of the things that that um, I was I was so fired up about was um, someone had commented that they appreciated my patience. And I was like, wow, I was never a patient person. <laughs> I was never a patient sure. person. Yeah. Uh, but... Yes. Um, God has helped me and that's something that I've been working on and and over the last I think especially throughout lockdown um that's something that I'm working to grow in and so just being able to as situations present themselves where um you know I could be patient I could be impatient um Mm -hmm. thinking about um particularly what I want to work on and what I want to grow in myself and then also show others by proxy um, sure. I think that's, that's sort of what's, what's worked for me is okay. I think as I've, as I've chosen things to try to grow in myself, those have then yeah. shown to others as I've grown in them. So, yeah. Got you. Okay. And so how do you grow in them? Cause, cause I think you're right. It's a shame in, in case it sounds like I'm asking the same question, but I think you're right in that everybody, we all need to, we see our characters, we see the flaws in them and we see the areas of growth potential, right? Like when I could be. 
10 times more patient. Mm-hmm. I could be 10 times more humble, whatever the word may be. Uh, but then how do you practically, what do you practically do? Like, let's say you have two little siblings. Mm-hmm. Let's say one of them is like, you know, they're in your room playing with you. He's got a really cool microphone for those of you who can't see him. Uh, you know, they want to play with the microphone. What do you, how do you, how do you display patience in that moment? How do you even get to patience in that moment? I think a lot of it has come down to um, prayer. <laughs> I, I'm like, I couldn't be patient on my, I couldn't just make myself more patient. Um, But I think learning about, um, especially for me has been, has been Paul and how, when it comes to patience um, and how, how patient he was, he was in prison and he was like, I'm still content. Whatever happens, I will wait. Um, And, and just all these characters in the Bible that had to wait, you know, long periods of time joseph had to wait so long and um and then seeing that model and then praying about it and you know messing up and then talking about it (laughs) um and then it's not like you know i could just pray one morning and suddenly i have the patience to to be content in all circumstances (laughs) but growing in that um through that you know every day praying and and um, is the biggest thing because it's there's no like one miracle cure all and now you're now you're the model disciple, but yeah. <laughs> but because it, it is challenging and I messed up a lot as I was as I'm growing in each of these things, um, sure. but yeah I think prayer and prayer continually not like you know long form prayers but just in those the the moments of the heat. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, dude, I dig it. I dig it, man. And, and like you say, look, I think we can't. Uh, I often tell people, people who come on the podcast sometimes feel like, oh, pressure. I've got to have the right answer. Uh, but but the, the point of the podcast is your story, mm-hmm. right? So so maybe for you, patience is, man. I got to pray. You yeah. know, any any situation I find myself in, I've got to pray. I know, you know, very various people share different things. Um, but again, what I love is is we're all on the same journey. You know, you know, you're. You're 17. I'm I'm 27. Uh, we're we're both just trying to figure this thing out. Neither of us has a has a down pat, and, and we can learn from one another, uh, which is part of the, the idea of these long form interviews. Is man, how do we learn from one another so that we can be able to grow in our faith? Uh, but dude, tell me about COVID. Uh, you know, you're you're in. You know, last year was you'd have been 16. You know, your junior year of high school, your 11th grade year for other people. Um, how did that impact your spirituality, and and then how did it impact your life at large? Yeah, um, it was a just a, obviously like everyone else, it was a crazy transition from <laughs> going to school every day and being extremely busy with those things um, to suddenly we're all at home and nothing much is happening. Um, and especially at the start, it was definitely very challenging um, because my some of my favorite things were, you know, we have our midweek, we have our discussion, we have our teen events and and church on Sunday and I just I love being with the the other disciples and so it was very challenging um to me to have that um support especially at the beginning sort of cut off and then it's been built with you know zoom and stuff but um so so it was initially um it was initially rough um but Mm -hmm. as it as it went on um more um i guess of those bridges with with zoom and 
were built and we were being able to adjust. Um, yeah. And then um, there's there's a couple of friends and uh, and mentors who um, definitely helped me a lot um, mm-hmm. over you know FaceTime, um, having D time over FaceTime and um, yeah. <laughs> and talking like that and um, also just learning a lot through um, reading and prayer and um, the friends who eventually we I could hang out with. Um, and so it's obviously steadily gotten better, um, but it definitely was a major shock. And mm-hmm. I, like I, I right now feel um, as though I'm in a pretty, pretty good place being able to grow in my faith. Um, but I don't think I could have said that that was the case, you know, one month into lockdown um, sure. when it was just, it just felt like there's, you know, nothing to do. What's like, what's happening in the world? Like, so, yeah. 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 No, it makes sense. And, and I, I appreciate you sharing. I, th- I think, you know, uh, it's kind of the weird trauma that we're all going to be bonded by, right? Worldwide, it's one of those few things that everyone globally in some way, shape or form has felt a sense of lockdown and has had to navigate through it. And so I appreciate you being real that, man, you know, there were seasons of not, not growing spiritually and now, sure, you're in a better place, but uh, that, that sort of stuff happens because I think it happens to all of us. And, and I think it's important for us to kind of uh, to note that. Uh, but dude, tell me about the future, man. Like if you, I mean, you're 17 years of age uh, and you are, I mean, bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know, I, I'm not even that much older than you, to be fair. Uh, at least I hope I try to tell myself that I'm, I'm still young. Um, but, you know, when you when you think about, you know, the decision you made to follow Jesus and then you think about all the other stuff you're involved with. And I want to talk about your music here before we, we close. Uh, but when you think spiritually, you know, you've had a journey so far, you're in a journey so far. Where, where do you kind of want to see yourself going? Um, I want to, um, continue, continue learning about God. Um, just in the last like month, um, I have sort of attained or or grown this new, um, desire to learn more about, especially the old Testament of the Bible. Um, being at, at this program at Pepperdine has been, it was was a major thing for me and on a lot of these, um, professors there, um, the way they spoke about, you know, the, the, um, the stories of the Bible and how that connects to, to Jesus. I'm like, I need to learn more about that. Um, sure. That's like the immediate of what I, what I have to do now. And um, also music is, as you mentioned, a, a big part of my life. And I've gotten the opportunity to, to um, serve in that way. And I hope to continue that, especially as we um, move closer and closer to, to having things in person again, um, being able to do sure. that. I've been able to do that some in lockdown, but not that much. Um, and so those are the, the big things I want to learn learn more about who God is through through um, mm-hmm. the Old Testament and, and how that connects. I want to learn um, more about how to be a light for people in leading, uh, leading worship and, and music. Mm-hmm. Um, for my college, um, I, don't, I don't know exactly where I want to go yet, um, yeah. but um, my goal right now, my aim is to probably study economics um, and then maybe go to law school after, maybe continue with economics. Um, and uh, maybe now even even double major in uh, in religion because I'm so interested in that in that, in that side of it now. Um, yeah. But um, so yeah, wherever God takes me, um, I hope that I'll be able to continue to not only learn more about Him but also grow more to be like Him, like Jesus. Um, yeah. And be able to serve. So that's those are my my main goals for the future. <laughs> 
Sure. Dude, that's very cool. That's very cool. And I, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, as a little bit of an older brother in the, in the faith, I would just say keep keep pursuing that stuff. Keep having goals. Keep keep looking forward. Um, we can we e- easily, easily get stuck when we don't have something we're striving towards. And I know, you know obviously, Jesus is the goal and, uh, and he's perfection. So good luck with reaching that. <laughs> right. Um, but but I think, you know, those, those little milestones that we can try and reach, whether it's, you know, getting to know the story of the Bible better and, and getting to know, you know, God and his character better is always it's always helpful in our, in our faith journey. Uh, but dude, tell me about the music. You said you, you enjoy creating music. So do you, are you like a, a in-your-bedroom producer? Like, like, talk me through that. What, what do you do? A little bit. Um, I've always loved music. I've played piano since I was young, and my mom taught me that. Um, and then I learned guitar, and that's my primary instrument now. But um, over the last couple of years, um, I've learned how and started writing music, um, and that's been a big thing for me. Um, and it's been just an awesome experience, awesome like way to talk about you know what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I've I've only thus far released one song, um, okay. but but um, I hope to keep creating more. And that's it's one of my favorite things. I love singing and I love playing. And so um, nice. even over lockdown, there were a couple instances we had an international teen devo um, that. Mm that Ross was sort of orchestrating, I think, the music for, and, and he had um, yeah. given me the opportunity to to play with a, a group of people here who I play with a lot um, and record a song um, that was written by my uncle on the Mountain of the Lord um, and, and play that for that. And, um, and also we had our, our teen-led conference that's the New York and New England, um, and so I was able to do some stuff with that. So the music production side of it has even been able to help me um, share share music and share god uh and worship with people in lockdown which has been a super awesome experience as well so it's not quite the same as live but it's that has also been fun so sure, <laughs> sure. that is very cool so where if someone wanted to listen to the song is it like available is oh it yeah like, do you have a soundcloud um, on, or? on spotify or apple music or wherever um okay. it'll come up if you search my name nice. um but uh or it's called this flight so that's the one song <laughs> this flight okay nice i'll definitely make sure we link to that in the show notes right. as well so people can just kind of click click and hit it uh but that is very cool dude that is oh man you are you are an incredibly talented young Thank man you so much. I, I feel like you know from from jiu-jitsu to voiceovers to economics somehow gets thrown in there uh sounds like it sounds like you are having having a good time and don't stop man i think this is you're 17 enjoy it <laughs> just mm-hmm. ride the wave ride the wave and enjoy it uh but dude i want to kind of uh, every guest i have i kind of give them the final word um, and so i want to hand over the the platform to you this is your drop the mic moment if you could help other young people thrive in life as well as in their faith what would you like to say to them i would say read your bible there there has been no like comparison um the all of the lessons that I have learned that I think have sincerely changed my life have come from the Bible, either me reading or someone sharing something with me. Um, and that's not to discount. I think also find people who you can talk to. Um, I have always struggled with, um, with humility and being open um, and having the people who I'm comfortable talking to in my life um, is just one of the most beneficial things to to 
actually growing um, in the ways that you want to. So I think those are the two biggest things that I'd recommend to anyone and everyone. Read your Bible and find people that you can talk about it and yourself with. <laughs> Come on. Awesome. Well, Koda, thank you so much. I appreciate you making the time to be on the podcast, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.